Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. We are in Luke 20. Let's go. The authority of Jesus challenged. One day, as he was teaching the people in the temple and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the scribes with the elders came and said to him, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Who is it who gave you this authority? In other words, who do you think you are? He answered them, I will also ask you a question. Tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know its origin. And Jesus said to them, now that will I tell you by what authority I do these things. The parable of the vineyard owner. Now he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, leased it to tenant farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent his servant to the farmers so that they might give him some fruit from the vineyard. But the farmers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent yet another servant, but they beat that one too, treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third, but they wounded this one and this one too and threw him out then the owner of the vineyard said what should i do i will send my beloved son perhaps perhaps they will respect him my kids took all my pens again oh, here goes perhaps they will respect him but when the tenant farmers saw him they discussed it among themselves and said, This is the heir. Let's kill him so that the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to him? Do to them? He will come and kill those farmers and give the vineyard to others. But when they heard this, they said, That must never happen. But he looked at them and said, Then what is the meaning of this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone or the chief cornerstone as it says in some translations Doo -doo 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 -doo. that's a cross there's a parallel scripture in Psalm 118 22 that refers to that everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces but on whomever it falls it will shatter him how much you definitely want to fall on the stone you don't want this stone to fall on you I definitely have fallen on this stone. When you're broken into pieces, you can be put back together. When you're shattered, it's pretty much donezo. My grandma I once broke one of my grandma's vase. She told me that it was actually a very special vase because my uncle, my grandmother's brother, my great uncle, bought it as a it was like a bird bath. She he bought it as a gift for his mother, my grandmother's mother, it's my great grandmother, and so that's why it was so special. When I was a kid, I broke it. I was playing with my my cousin Dominique, and we were playing house, made a little tent under my grandma's table, dining room table, and yeah, I got this bright idea to use her bird bath as a uh, a prop, as something to hold down. Yeah, weight to hold down one end of the blanket, and then. 
course, we were playing around, the blanket shifted, grandma's birdbath, great grandma's technically birdbath fell on the ground, but thank God it was broken, but not into pieces, but not shattered. So my grandma was able to glue it back together. So everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but on whom it falls, it will shatter him. Then the scribes and the chief priests looked for a way to get their hands on him that very hour because they knew he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people, God and Caesar. They watched closely and sent spies who pretended to be righteous so that they could catch him in what he said to hand him over to the governor's rule and authority. They questioned him, teacher, we know that you speak and teach correctly and you don't know, you don't show partiality. But teach truthfully the way of God. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But detecting their craftiness, he said to them, Show me a denarius. Whose image whose image and inscription does it have? Caesar's, they said. Well then, he told them, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. They were not able to catch him in what he said in public, and being amazed at his answer, they became silent. My mom keeps encouraging me to go work for the IRS. My stepbrother works there already, and my mom's been working there 20 years. I've been picking up a lot of young ladies, some pretty young ladies, um, from the IRS lately building. And I'm um, kind of tempted to work there just to find a wife, you know? So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, they got good benefits, but I don't know. I vowed to never go back to a regular job. We'll see. The Sadducees and the resurrection. Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came up and questioned him. Teacher Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother has a wife and dies childless, his brother should take the wife and produce offspring for his brother. Go look at the story about Onan in Genesis 38. Somewhere there, around there. And the whole story with Tamar and all that. And uh, Judah. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children. Also the second and the third took her. In the same way, all seven died and left no children. Finally, the woman died too in the resurrection. Therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For all seven had married her. I think about that a lot. I've thought about that sometimes. Will I be at least close friends with my ex-wife in heaven? Even though she's been remarried? What's that going to be like? Jesus told them, the children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to take part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. So this is a scripture that shows that there's not going to be any, that people use to say that there's not going to be any marriage in heaven. For they can no longer die because they're going to be married to Jesus. For they can no longer die because they are like angels and are children of God, since they are children of the resurrection. Moses even indicated in the passage about the burning bush that the dead are raised, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, because all are living to him, or with him. Some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, and they no longer dared to ask him anything. We don't ask him this dude questions. The question about the Christ. Then he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord declared 
to my Lord, sit at my right hand, and until I make your enemies your footstool. David calls him Lord. How then can the Christ be his son? Mm. Interesting. There's no response to that. Warning against the scribes. Verse 45. While all the people were listening, he said to the, his disciples, Beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. These will receive harsher judgment. All right, let's see what Tony, Tony, Tony has to say. Boy, this shirt is tight. Oh, certain things you shouldn't wear on camera, but oh well. It is what it is. I look like a highlighter, too. I look just like this highlighter. Boom. All right, here we go. Do, 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 do. Hit it. Let's read these Tony, Tony, Tony Evans notes. What did you got to say? If they said that John's baptism was authorized by heaven, Jesus would ask, why don't you believe him? After all, John had called all Israel to repent and be baptized, something the religious leaders didn't do. John had also pointed to Jesus as the Messiah, something the religious leaders refused to believe. On the other hand, if they said John's baptism was of human origin, they would probably be stoned to death by the people since they believed John was a true prophet of God. Let's see, yeah. He's referring to in Luke 20, verse 6. If you won't speak the truth, don't expect to receive the truth. The vineyard owner represented God, and his vineyard was Israel. Isaiah the prophet has spoken of Israel as a vineyard too. So this would have sounded familiar to Jesus' listeners. In Isaiah's song, the vineyard produced worthless grapes. In Jesus' parable, the vineyard doesn't fare much better. Over the centuries, God had sent his servants, the prophets, to warn his people to bear fruit, to keep his covenant, and to live righteously. But Israel repeatedly rejected God's words spoken by his messengers, often mistreating them. Jesus' declaration of judgment on Israel for their rebellion against God was too much for the religious leaders. They rejected his story and shouted, That must have never happened. That must never happen. They were unwilling to entertain the possibility that they had been unfaithful to God and were rejecting his son. Jesus made it clear to them that their rejection of him was a rejection of God and a fulfillment of scripture. He quoted from Psalm 118 verse 22. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Though the religious leaders scorned Jesus as a worthless stone, he was the most important part of the building, the key element of the kingdom. One cannot reject him and go unharmed. Reject the cornerstone and your building falls to ruin. Reject the Messiah and your eternal condemnation is certain. Mm. The spies approached Jesus under the guise of desiring a truthful answer from a God-honoring teacher on a complex, controversial subject. They asked, is it, um, is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? If he answered yes, the crowds who hated the Romans would be angry with him. But if he answered no, the religious leaders would have reason to accuse him of treason against Rome. A denarius was the Roman coin used to pay taxes. Jesus pointed out that the coin with Caesar's image on it belonged to Rome, so it was right to give Caesar what belonged to him for the services 
the empire provided. On the other hand, human beings bear God's image, so they are to give themselves in humble obedience to him. I got another letter, 2018. I didn't do the best job on my taxes. And uh, so, yeah, I got 2018 was one of like, the worst years of my life. It was one of the wildest years, I'll say that. I actually had a good time in 2018, but I, I'm paying now for the, that good time, in quotes. Yeah, I got a lovely, I got two IRS statements up there. I got one from 2018, I owe them jokers $405.86, and then I got another one for my Social Security, since I'm self-employed, I'm 1099, I owe them jokers $294, but I'll thank my older self later if Social Security is available to my generation. We'll see. My dad didn't even get to partake in Social Security. He passed away before he withdrew on it. It's crazy. <sighs> anyway, I feel like Social Security is one big old scam. That's a whole other conversation. All right. I feel like they should allow you to opt in or opt out of Social Security. And if you opt in, there's like benefits, perks to it that you wouldn't get. Like you might get like half the perks later on in life. Yeah, you should be able to opt in to Social Security or opt out. This is my this is my opinion. Anyway, when the day I become president of the United States, it's gonna be the first things I do. Other than give black people reparations, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make it an option to opt in or opt out of Social Security. I also have free education, free healthcare, uh, transportation. Um, I'll expand that all across the United States. What is something else that I would do as president of the United States? Hmm. I would immediately. I'll have like all women in my cabinet. Like I would somehow just like put women and black women in positions of power. Hmm. This there's so many things I would do if I was president. What's something else I would do? What's one other thing? Yeah, I would forgive everybody's student loans, no matter what. And yeah. Did I say reparations already? Reparations for black people. 40 acres. Shoot, I get yeah, double it. 80, 80 acres. All you got to show is that you have black ancestors somehow. I wonder how that would prove that. How they would prove all that. Anyway, all right. The Sadducees had a lot of power since they were associated with aristocratic families and the high priests. They deferred from the Pharisees on a number of technological issues. For example, they rejected belief in the resurrection and only believed in the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, as scripture. The Sadducees believed that their hypothetical situation proved how ridiculous the idea of the resurrection was. Though marriage is part of God's design for his creation, it will not be a feature of the new creation. So questions like, whose wife will the woman be, are irrelevant. Resurrected believers will no longer die, so there will be no need for procreation. Yeah, I think my kids asked me that recently. Will there be kids still like being made in the future? 
Yeah, if nobody dies, I don't know. And then, yeah, main reason why people got married, got instituted marriage is so that we could procreate. Interesting. I was explaining to my kids how I felt like heaven would just be a continuation of how earth is today, but it would be like the, the better version of it, the way it was always intended to be. Like even like, you know how we have foods that are, um, you know, uh, like if you get an organic apple, like everything will already be organic. When, yeah, and there'll be no car accidents, no more dying, no more killing, no more bad news. Every day will be good news. Can you imagine that? There'll never be any bad news anymore. It will always be good news. All the time. Everything will be good. Nothing bad. It's wild. To say that he was still their God after they had died indicated that the dead are raised. Existence does not end with physical death. Jesus had proven himself a formidable adversary over eternal beings. His understanding of the scriptures and authority and teaching were vastly superior to those of the religious leaders. That Christ would be the son of David was a universally accepted notion. Then Jesus quoted from Psalm 110.1, a passage in which David, the author, and highly revered king, speaking of the Messiah, sitting at God's right hand, calls him my Lord. A father wouldn't call his descendant Lord. Jesus wasn't denying the fact that the Christ would be descended from David. The Old Testament makes that clear. Rather, Jesus was emphasizing the fact that the Christ was much more than merely the son of David. Though he would be human, he wouldn't be merely human. He would also be God. Just as there will be degrees of reward for believers, there will be degrees of punishment for unbelievers. See, I don't get that. Degrees of punishment and degrees of rewards. And I've heard different pastors say that even though like somebody like a Tony Evans Billy Graham, these great men doing some amazing stuff in God's kingdom. Like, they're going to get some amazing awards, right? Like, somebody like me won't be jealous of their rewards. I'll be content and happy with the reward that I got. And I don't understand how that works or it's going to work. But as my brother always says, we'll just be glad to be there. So... Anyway, y'all, thanks for listening. Till next time, I'll let you later. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages or the cost of that sin is death. Or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, 
we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water. And it was not from the well. Singing Jesus gave me water. I know Jesus gave me water.